Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by my co-host, Kyle Rickey, where we bring you all of the latest in NASCAR's regional touring and international racing. This past weekend, our ARCA series went both left and right as they joined the National Series at the Glen for the Clean Harbors 100. Uh, starting the weekend off, of course, Corey Heim or Ty Gibbs, it's usually a coin toss with one of those two, Kyle, on who's going to end up in victory lane. The rivalry continues with those two. It seems like each week you can almost guarantee getting on Twitter, having some read of one of those two having some form of displeasure for each other, but it continues to keep that points battle nice and close uh, and it kind of gives you something to look forward to with that race. And while both of these young kids are very talented, there were a lot of ringers in the fields. And I thought one of the ringers, like a Brandon Jones or an Austin Hill, would have a shot at, at ending the, the Corey Heim, Ty Gibbs stranglehold on Victory Lane in the Arkham Menard Series. But that was not the case. Corey Heim able to pick up the race win, leading 18 laps en route to, I believe, is what, fifth win of the season, at least in the Arkham Menard Series National Division, and, and is now within two points of point leader Ty Gibbs. So a great championship battle uh, between those two with now seven races to go, 13 of 20 in the books. They continue to break away from Thad Moth at third in points, 97 back. But good day for Austin Hill, who finished second and ultimately went on on Saturday to win the truck race. Uh, Carson Hosevar got some time uh, finishing fourth in the ARCA race before running on Saturday. And same thing with Brandon Jones rounding out the top five. Yeah, a lot of Xfinity drivers and truck drivers using that race to uh, get any extra seat time they can before leading on into the weekend. But a driver who decided that his seat time didn't necessarily need to be at the Glen, but at Stafford Motor Speedway was Ryan Priest. He made the trip over to Stafford for the GAF Roofing 150 presented by Riverhead Supply for the Willen Modified Tour. Uh, leading into, of course, the weekend of Watkins Glen, Ryan Priest just can't seem to stay away from a racetrack when an opportunity to drive a modified comes up. And that opportunity obviously presented itself and worked out quite well for him in a pretty dominant performance, eventually leading to a victory lane for him. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy. It looked easy the first half of the race. The first 96 laps went caution-free, and he had lapped up to, I believe, sixth place, had a full straightaway lead over the rest of the field. Uh, then the caution came out. Uh, he struggled on pit road, lost a couple of spots uh, during a, a secondary pit stop, had to restart, I believe, seventh or eighth. He was the final car on the lead lap once the uh, the lucky dog was moved around and and uh, made his way back up to the front. A great battle uh, between the, the series' last three champions. Uh, it was fun to watch Kobe, Bonsignor, and, and Ryan go uh, two and three wide for the race lead for a few laps. But, uh, you know, in typical Ryan Priest fashion, at Stafford was able to to bounce out front there in the closing laps, move around Justin in the outside lane, and then cross over to the bottom and, and take the top spot and ultimately the win. 
And you know that uh, I'm sure he enjoyed passing Bonds in New York for that win. And we'll talk to Ryan Priest about that win a little bit later. We know he's en route to, uh, once again, a racetrack. So we'll dial him up. Thompson. Get him, yeah, get him on the guest line here shortly to talk about that. But of course, Priest winning that race over Justin Bonsignor, John McKennedy. Right now, those standings, Bonsignor still leads the standings. Over Patrick Emerling, only a 12-point gap between those two. John McKennedy sits in third, 56 back over Ron Silk and Eric Goodell. Doug Kobe, of course, was in the top three, missed that race a little bit earlier on in the season to go run the SRX race at Stafford Motor Speedway. Uh, Still in that sixth position, only 75 points out. So less than 100 points separate our top 10 to our leader of Justin Bonsignor. Still a lot of opportunities to move and shake as we still have quite a few races left in the season, Kyle. But it's good to see some of these names like your Emerlings, like your McKennedys, your Goodales that are sitting right now in the top five with points of still a handful of races left. And remember, Doug had that issue at New Hampshire, and then he had the issue at Lancaster on the pace laps with the shifter breaking and, and going two laps down. So uh, he uh, has had quite the uphill battle here in the last month or so since he missed that race at Stafford. So uh, for him to be sixth in points and still within 100 is quite the feat. And I think he's running out of time and he has some big guns to, to jump over here in, in, in Kennedy and Emerling and, and Justin. But I think he can do it. And it would, be, uh, it would be pretty amazing if he could here in the final handful of races. Of course, we'll go back to Stafford later this year. Another track that that he knows well for the championship race, but then their next up, uh, their next race, Beechridge Motor Speedway coming up on August 21st, a track that the series has not been to in, I think, 15 or 16 years. So everyone's going to have, for the most part, a clean sheet of paper when they go to Beechridge here later this month. Yeah, looking forward to watching that. And of course, all of the racing that many of these drivers will find themselves at in the coming weeks. But last week, we introduced Logitech as a partner here at the Motor Racing Network. Uh, Excited to have them on board for the rest of the season. Through design, engineering, and a love of driving games, the Logitech G923 takes racing simulation to another level. Logitech G, the official wheels and pedal of the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. Again, uh, always an interesting midweek a uh, boost of racing if you're new and need some midweek racing the iRacing series for coca-cola always something to keep an eye on we're gonna take a quick break we'll dial up ryan priest and talk modified racing from this past weekend Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. This past weekend, the Modifieds were in action at the Stafford Motor Speedway for the GAF Roofing 150, presented by Riverhead Building Supply. One of those drivers who found his way from what was going to be a NASCAR weekend, made the trip to Stafford before heading over to Watkins Glen, was Ryan Priest. Found his way into victory lane. He joins us now on the guest line, driving to, of course, 
another racetrack. Ryan, thanks for taking some time to join us. Yeah, I'm almost on the Hannah Newhouse schedule. We're going from track to track, right? I mean, you've been on the road as much as I have. Yeah, it doesn't stop us racers. We just can't seem to get away from it. Even when our day's off, we still figure out how to get to a racetrack. Um, this past weekend at Stafford, though, always a fun race to go and watch. A race that I enjoyed going to when I got the chance to cover with the tour. What is it about these races? Why do you keep going back? I think is the first question. To go to Stafford, you know, obviously that's one of your home tracks. But, I mean, that's a busy weekend for you, Ryan, and you still continue to, to try and jump in these cars when you can. I really think it's just the bond uh, that I have with Eddie and Connie Partridge and, and the team that we have that we've built over the past six years. Uh, I enjoy racing with them and, and working with our new crew chief, Steven Kopchak. He's, he's, you know, a really young kid, but he's really got his stuff together. So it's, uh, it's made it a lot easier for me uh, being able to just show up and, and pretty much drive. That, that makes it a little bit more fun and a little bit less stressful. But uh, also, you know, I enjoy racing against guys like Justin Bonsky or Doug Kobe uh, and, and a lot of the other drivers on the tour. Uh, as, as people see, um, we all have our little rivalries, but uh, we all enjoy racing each other at the same time, too. I, I really feel like the group that the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour has is, is probably one of the best groups it's had in a long time. You led 116 of the 150 laps on Friday night. Uh, the first 96 laps or so went green, and it looked like you were on your way to lap in the field until a caution flag came out. Uh, fell back on pit road, about 35 or so laps to go. Were there any concerns when you were in traffic for the first time for those final couple restarts? No, not. I didn't. I didn't really. I wouldn't say it concerned me too much just because I'm, I'm used to the handicapping system that, you know, the Northeast has every, every single Friday night. And that's, that's starting 15th or, you know, no better than 10th and having to drive your way forward in a short period of time. So that doesn't bother me, but I really do think you enjoy talking about how poorly we do on pit road. When I go and <laughs> I go and listen to the broadcasts, usually it's you bringing up the, and putting the pressure on my crew. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can, we can practice a little more and, and get a little better. I feel like I've seen it several times now where you, you, you do well early and then you hit pit lane and you lose a few spots. The execution isn't there. And, and, you know, you lost a couple more on Friday night. So I, I'm sorry, I keep pointing it out, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully the execution gets better. You know, and I, and I will point one thing out the week before we had the fastest pit stop we've had all year and gave the race away. So it seems like if we're if we're coming off pit road and we're the ones chasing, we seem to do better. Bless. Well, leave it to Kyle, of course. You know, you know that Kyle will keep you in check, Priest. But uh, you mentioned, of course, your crew chief Stephen Kopchick being a younger, uh, a newer addition to the team, also a racer himself uh, from the SK Modifieds, also coming up through the SK Lights. What's it been like to have Stephen? You know a younger mind, a new addition to your guys' team. What's that addition been like? and What's it been working like with him? So I've known Steven for a long time. Um, and him being a racer himself, it's just, it's easier for me to relate and, and relay information and, and talk to him on how to make the car better and different, different things to, to keep getting ourselves better. Uh, that, he, he's got a creative mind. He's somebody that I think, could really make a career for himself uh being a crew chief one day I think he's he's more than capable of doing so much and him being so young uh it just 
it's just been working out really well. So I, I enjoy working with him just because he's creative, but at the same time, he's a hard worker. Work is, you know, it doesn't just end once he gets that job done, he's always thinking. So that's, that's what you need to be. If you're going to, if you're going to win races. And in a heated point battle for this year's SK modified championship is Steven with Todd Owen and Mike Christopher jr. As they, uh, they run for their championship here in the season. Second half, you beat Justin Bonsignor uh, at the checkered flag the other night. And I guess the other big story, one of the big stories going in was Justin can finally, can he finally win at Stafford? He was over 39. Looked like he was going to break that streak. Um, how bad do you feel for poor Justin? <laughs> I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> I think we're all just piling it on on him right now. Uh, but, you know, he, he's somebody who can he, he can take it really well, which is a mm. good thing because we've been taking advantage of it pretty, pretty much for the past five days or four days. But, um, you know, he's going to get that eventually. But my, my favorite – tweet which i don't go on social media very much but somebody posted a picture because now he's 0 and 40 and i used to race the 40 sk somebody posted a tweet that said 04 and attached a picture of me and victory lane with the 40 car and it like it it blew everything out of the water so wow uh, i'm sure he's gonna be if he doesn't win the fall final man it's that's gonna that's gonna suck for him you don't go on day, you don't go on social media much, but the Days of Thunder video was pretty creative by I assume <laughs> yourself uh, in recapping the race on Friday night. I didn't make it actually, so I had the idea okay. and I reached out to a friend of mine, uh, and and he got it he got it made, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that worked out perfect. Yeah, a few listeners are new here to the NASCAR Coast to Coast train or uh, even that in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified, the banter that goes on between, of course, Justin Bonsignor, Doug Kobe, Ryan Priest, ultimately unmatched on the social media game. It, it's fun to see they they rib at Priest, he ribs back at them. But uh, to just continue the trend of, you know, your winning and unfortunately not Justin's at Stafford Motor Speedway, what races do you still kind of have left that are circled in your modified realm of, races that you, you know, are, are circling and want to add to a resume win? No, to be honest with you, I think Seekonk has to be the only racetrack I've yet to win at. And I kind of just want them to fill it with water and make it a boat race in there because I'm, I'm over that place. But I think that's the only place I've circled that I'd like to win in a modified. Seekonk Speedway, for those that don't know, is in Seekonk, Massachusetts. And it does have a history of having boat races. They have filled the place before with water and have run boat races in Seekonk Speedway several decades ago before our time, but it has happened. What's your left on your schedule this year, Ryan? I feel like I've seen you quite a bit here the last couple of weeks. I guess I'll see you Wednesday night at Thompson for another open modified show uh, before you head to Indianapolis, but how many more tour races, I guess, are you looking at before this season is all said and done? Well, something I've learned this year is I really can't look past the week I have in front of me because yep. trying to plan, uh, you know, weeks, weeks out, it's just extremely difficult for me to do. Uh, so really all I know for sure for tour races is Richmond. Uh, I plan on doing the rest of the open shows at Thompson and Stafford, and I'm sure, uh, the Riverhead Islip 300 in November, and I'm sure there's going to be some, uh, some other tour races that I'll be jumping in here and there, but uh, I, I really can't keep track at this point. I'm just living from race to race. 
at Richmond race, of course, September 10th. So a little while off before that race, got a couple of months. Uh, and last question for you here, we've been following the progression of your shop being built at your house, finally getting the opportunity to kind of move everything, get settled because uh, I fortunately been out there. It's more of a farm than a race shop anymore. Thanks to, of course, your wife, Heather, the addition of, you know, donkeys, goats, everything there, but is the race shop complete? The race shop is pretty much complete. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have to keep pus- putting some uh, updated photos. A funny story I will tell you is that I tried to ride my mini horse yesterday and it bucked me off. Yep. It didn't go well at all. Like, uh, so I don't think I'm ever going to ride a mini horse or a horse ever again. <laughs> I love well, it. I look, I look forward to seeing you this week. Uh, thank God, from, and I learned this the other night at Stafford, thank God you have a private plane to get you back and forth to all these short tracks. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? My uh, my F-350 is real, uh, real solid. Putting the miles on. Awesome. Well, yeah. Ryan, again, thank you so much. Congratulations on your win this past weekend. Good luck at Indy, of course, as you take on the uh, Roval for the first time. We know that'll be interesting to see, of course, the cup cars hitting that for the first time. So uh, thanks so much. Safe drive, safe travel over the weekend, and uh, best of luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Again, guys, Ryan Priest, we appreciate him taking some time out of that schedule. Driving to and from racetracks, it seems like every chance he gets, one of those drivers, Kyle, that just can't seem to stay away from a racetrack or a modified, for that matter. We're going to take a quick break, though. When we return, you've got your Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone. With his own nicotine pouches. 52. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Time now for this week's Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And it's a driver that has uh, 
been around, hard to believe, for now more than a decade in open wheel racing up here in the Northeast. He has found success in the SK Light Modifieds, the SK Modifieds, Tour Type Modifieds. It's been a, a busy decade for Joey Cipriano, who joins us now. Joey, first off, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Let's uh, bring everyone up to speed. Uh, 2021 for you, uh, running a lot of tour type modified shows up here in the Northeast, most recently at Stafford Motor Speedway just a few nights ago in their Bud Light Open 80. Uh, what does your 2021 season look like as of right now? Uh, it's a little slower than uh, the last couple of years have been uh, with the SKs and stuff. That was a uh, pretty hectic seasons, running close to 30 races a year. Um, this year's a little slower. We're running the Tri-Track uh, Series with Bob Horn um, and then the, the open races at Stafford uh, with Gary Casella and his guys. Um, and then trying to throw in a couple of tour races here and there. Um, we were supposed to run Loudon a couple weeks ago with uh, Kevin Stewart and the 85 guys um, in their second car and uh, hopefully maybe put something together for later this year with them. We'll talk more about uh, the the tour type modified shows that happen up here in new England and, and how tough they are in a moment. But I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, what got your interest in motorsports, even before you jumped in that go-kart at Poughkeepsie Speedway uh, in New York before that, what got your, your interest and sparked your interest in, in the sport? Uh, my dad raced go-karts uh, pretty much from the time I was born um, up until I started racing. So uh, I was at the racetrack, you know, only, uh, you know, a little while after I was, uh, I was born. So being around it, um, definitely wanted to every kid, uh, you know, you want to be just like your dad. So I got to grow up around it. And then when I was three, he got me my first go-kart, um, and took me to a parking lot, actually not far from uh, where my parents live and set cones up and just went around. Um, and then when I was four, I started, uh, racing at the, at the racetrack. So it's uh, it's been a, a, a long journey. I, I think about it now, and I'm only 26, and I've been racing for this is my 22nd year. So it's pretty crazy to think about how long I've been doing it, but it's uh, it's been a, a really cool ride. When you were running go karts, uh, first off, how long did you run go karts? And then when you knew you were ready to move on from go karts, did you know where you wanted to go? Was modifieds on the map for you back then? Uh, I raced go karts up until I was about 11. Um, and then we had started looking at, uh, moving up. Um, and I think at that point, my parents were kind of, it was still really just a, a, a hobby for me at that time. Um, and not really sure how far I was going to take it. And we were going back and forth between dirt racing. Um, I actually grew up with David Gravel. Um, so kind of going back and forth between dirt racing, uh, and, and running a mini sprint or going and racing legend cars down at Waterford. Um, and we ended up going that route and I ran legend cars for a couple of years. And to be honest with you at the time, I kind of liked the full body stuff, um, and didn't really know too much about the modifieds. I hadn't been to Stafford really until the year before I started racing there. Um, which I was about 14 at that time, um, when I went there and when I saw the modifieds, I thought they were the coolest race car ever. So that kind of switched gears for me. Um, over the open wheel stuff and just super, super happy that uh, I did. It's been, like I said, a really, really cool ride um, through the modified ranks. Um, and to be able to be at the, you know, the point that I am and be successful is just super, super cool. So what's that transition like as a 14, 15 year old that is running legend cars at the third of a mile Waterford Speed Bowl and then moving into a modified at the half mile Stafford Speedway? Because everybody I talk to, I feel like they say legend cars are the best car 
to start your, you know, your bigger track career in just because of the feel of them and, you know, the horsepower to, to weight ratio? The legend cars are the hardest thing I've ever driven. Um, just because they're on a street tire, uh, they're a super light car with a lot of horsepower for what it is. Um, so it teaches you a lot about car control and a lot about throttle control. So when you move up, um, like when I got into an SK light, that was like going back to a go-kart. Um, it has a ton of grip, uh, and it slows down, it turns and it's really a lot easier race car to drive than a legend car. So I am super happy that my parents got me into one of them. Um, and I think it made, once I started moving up a whole lot easier because we got into the modifieds and they were just, like I said, a little bit easier race car as far as car control to learn how to handle and how to, how to be fast. in. so, um, it's a great race car to learn how to drive. Um, any kid coming up out of go-karts, I would steer them or try to steer them that direction. A seven time SK light winner over two seasons at Stafford back in 2010 and 2011, which doesn't seem that long ago. Hard to believe it's, it's over 10 years. We know how tough the field is at Stafford now on Friday nights. How tough was it back then when that division was still relatively new in the first four or five years of its life at Stafford? It was really, really tough. Um, I was very fortunate to come in and have the success that we had uh, pretty early. I mean, we won in only our fourth race. So to, to go in and be successful right away was kind of a shock for us. Um, and when I look back, I mean, I came in, Tommy Barrett, Matt Galco, we all came in in 2010. Um, and we were kind of the three young guns that came up and I think surprised everybody with how well we ran and how many races we won right away. Um, and over those two years, it was kind of us three that were always at the front of the field and always battling for wins. Um, we got each other, you know, a few times and took each other out of them, uh, probably more than all of us would like to admit, but it was a lot of fun racing with those guys. And I know then there was a lot of people that would come up and just say how much fun it was to watch the three of us go at it. Cause you have, you know, three 15, 16 year old kids that are just doing everything they can to try to make a name for themselves at that point. Um, you know, at that, we're still really young, but we're looking at the SKs and the tour and, and wanting to be there. So we're doing everything we can to try to get our name out at that point. And how cool is it to still be racing with them as all three of you were in the, in the tour race the other night at Stafford? It's pretty neat um, that we're all still doing it um, and still able to do it at the level that we are um, and run well. I mean, all three of us have moved up and won races, you know, in, in the SK level. And, and obviously, I still haven't won a race at the uh, at the tour type or tour level yet. I'm uh, trying really hard to get one of them. But uh, no, it's, it's really cool to, to see all three of us from where we came. You know, in 2010 was our first year racing against each other. And now, I mean, we're 10, you know, 11 years later um, and still doing it. Seven wins in the SK Light. We talked about that. One in the SK Modified at Stafford. You found success at, at Thompson as well, a bigger racetrack. Uh, I mean, how big of a change is it from the SK Light Modified to the SK Modified, especially at Stafford? The Really, the biggest thing is the competition difference. Um, the SK Lights, I mean, at the time, you know, there might have been two or three cars every week that you had to really worry about. Um, and we kind of separated ourselves from the rest of the field. And when you get to the SKs, it's just so many good drivers and so much good equipment. I mean, there's, you know, 12 cars that can win any, any single night. So you can finish seventh in a race and you look and that's six guys that beat you all won that year already. 
So it's, it's a really, really tough transition. And I think you see that with a lot of guys now that move out of the SK lights, they get in the SKs and they struggle. It's, it's a totally different level of driving and a totally different style that you have to bring to that division to be successful. So um, like, you know, like I said before, I was super, super fortunate to, to find success uh, at both of those levels. So I'm super thankful. And and I was always paired up with, you know, good, good teams, whether it was my family or with like Gene and Bridget Poole when we raced with them, Um, always in good equipment and able to uh, able to find success. Been around now, uh, like you mentioned, 11 years in in the modified scene. How do you see the, I guess, the health of modified racing, whether it be the SKs, the SK lights and and the tours that you run, the open 80s at at Stafford, the tri-track modified, the NASCAR wheel and modified tour? There's certainly a, a lot to choose from up here. There's a lot of different uh, divisions, um, and all of them seem to have really, really great car counts right now, um, which is awesome. I mean, we looked at, you know, a few years ago, it seemed like modified racing might have been dying a little bit as far as when you, you went to a tour race, didn't seem like there was as many cars. Um, we're now, I mean, most of the places that we go, the tri-track at Seacomp, we had 44 cars, I think, or 43 cars you show up to a a place like that in the top, you know, 30 or within only a couple tenths. So it's, it's really great to see. And, um, you know, the the wheel modified tour is getting great car counts. The SKs, uh, you know, between Stafford, the bowl, um, and Thompson are all getting good car counts. The SK lights, same thing. There's a lot of modifieds in new England, uh, which is great to see. And the the tour type modified racing is more what I've kind of gotten into the last year or two. So to to go to these races and have that many cars is really, really cool. You mentioned earlier, you were hoping to run the NASCAR wheel and modified tour race at New Hampshire last month. Is is that, and you have a handful of starts in the tour, most of them at uh, at Stafford, I guess you you consider that your home racetrack, at least for modified racing. Is that still something that you'd like to do full-time run day and one day and potentially, you know, challenge the likes of Kobe and Bonsignor for a title? Absolutely. Um, that's when I was 15 and got in a modified and, you know, the first tour race I watched, I told my dad, I'm like, I want to get to that. Um, so then when I got the opportunity to make my first start, that was super, super rewarding just to, to finally have made it there. And then we ran well and we ran inside the top 10 and I've made, you know, I think four starts now with the tour. Um, Loudon would have been my fifth if we ran there. Um, and we've, we've run well at every race that we've been to. So I think if I had more time in, in you know, that series, I think I could run really, really well. And I mean, the goal is obviously to win a championship at that level. That's everybody's dream, uh, you know, and modified. So that would be, you know, super super cool if I were to, to be able to make that happen. Um, but even to go there and run well and maybe win some races would be uh, really, really rewarding. we talked about all these opportunities up here for modified drivers. What's next for you on the calendar? Uh, next race is Monadnock on the 14th for us uh, with the Tri-Track Series and uh, Bob Horn's car. Well, it's going to be another great race. The modified's always put on a great show at the Monadnock Speedway up in New Hampshire. Joey, as always, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and uh, look forward to seeing you at Monadnock in, in two weeks, and it was good seeing you last Friday night at Stafford. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate it. Joey Cipriano joining us here on our Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, 
the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Well, it's hard to believe that it's already August. And that being said, the Advanced Auto Part Weekly Series points continuing to wind down. Of course, a lot of racetracks run their series longer than the cutoff time for the national points. Uh, NASCAR has been updating those weekly points every single week. And last time we checked, Kyle, Peyton Sellers had absolutely checked out. Is it still the same? No, uh, he uh, they've uh, reeled him in a little bit here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he has a 50-point a lead, talking about Peyton Sellers. 15 wins and 28 starts at tracks like South Boston, Dominion, and Langley. What was over a 100-point lead is down to 50. Jacob Gady closing in has six wins and 32 starts, but really good car counts at Elko, Lacrosse, and Madison. And, of course, the bigger the field, the more points you get in this formula. Todd Patnode, third in points. 130 back from the Northeast, driving a Sportsman Modified at Monadnock, Claremont, Hudson, uh, six wins in 19 starts. So it's nice to see the top three in the standings from different regions. You have your, your Midwest, your kind of Southeast, and then your, your Northeast up here in New England. Yeah, Jacob Gady obviously knows how to uh, get the deal done as well. But I want to ask, you know, a lot of our racetracks across the more or less the South, but now becoming more across the nation. uh, You can watch a lot of the local racing actually on Track Pass. Our friends Jesse Punch and Matthew Dillner did get the chance to call the Bowman Gray race over the past weekend. Did you see Matt Dillner's call of the hobby stock race? I did. Love it. it. I do. (laughs) Uh, yes. And plus, it's a, you know, they had a lot to work with, yeah. but you can just and you can see it with his Lost Speedway show too. the passion that he has for short track racing. And, and it no doubt spilled out over uh, onto track pass on Saturday night. Uh, Jason Myers picking up the win of the modified race that evening. Tommy Neal and Amber Lynn scoring the wins in, in the sportsman divisions. I uh, think what two races, two nights left of uh, for Bowman Gray and they all, they'll have twin 50 lap features this Saturday night at the stadium. 
that being said, a couple of the more racetracks did race over the weekend as well. Yeah, Berlin Raceway, uh, pick, uh, they went at it. Uh, Stephen Needles picked up the race win in the Outlaw Weight Models, which was their feature class of the night. They had twin sportsmen. Josh, Josh Fry picked up both of those checkered flags. They are next in action this Saturday night. Uh, Riverhead Raceway, Long Island, ran the Baldwin Evans Jerzombek Memorial event, 77 lapper, won by Kyle Soper, who also competed in Friday night's NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour race at Stafford. He won the event over Tom Rogers Jr. They are back in action this Saturday night, August 14th. Uh, we talked about Stafford earlier. They had the SK Modifieds in action. Todd Owen won his second race of the season. They will run the Senators Cup this Friday night. Uh, Lacrosse Speedway in Wisconsin rained out. Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee, uh, Kevin Wolf picked up the Sportsman feature, their headline event of the evening. Dennis Arnold won in Pro or uh, Mod 4, the Mod 4 feature. They are back with their late models with twin 35s this Friday night. And New Smyrna Speedway, if they're not getting hit by Florida, they're getting hit by the tire shortage because they canceled last weekend's events uh, because of the tire issue that a lot of the short tracks are facing at all levels of the sport. Uh, they'll schedule back in action this Saturday night, August 15th, for a 50-lap modified event. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to make my first visit to Cedar Lake Speedway up in Wisconsin with the World of Outlaw yep. Late Models. But we also ran, coincided with the NASCAR Late Models. Nick Anvilink got a win there. His first win at the racetrack in almost seven years. He'd been close, unable to close the deal. It was cool to have him in victory lane for that moment. This up and coming weekend was supposed to be a cars to a race at Wake County Speedway. Unfortunately, like we talked about, uh, the Hoosier tire shortage has affected that. They've rescheduled that race into October. That being said, Kyle, I'm sure you'll be at Thompson. We do record the show on a Tuesday. I'm sure you'll be at Thompson uh, potentially on Wednesday. I would expect, are you, you're a gateway this weekend, aren't you? No, no, no. Next weekend. Next weekend. So you'll be at Stafford this weekend. Yeah, Stafford Friday night, Waterford Saturday night, Thompson Wednesday night, full week of racing up here in, in Connecticut. Uh, wouldn't want it any other way. And then we have, what, Daytona together in two weeks? And then I hear, I hear, I'm hearing rumors that you're coming to Stafford in like three weeks. Is that true? Yes, I get to make my first trip to uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway. So that being said, I figured it was only appropriate if I'm in the area. I have to find my way, of course, to one of those races and see my good friend Kyle Ricky. So I'll be at uh, the first weekend of September, I think is what it is. Heading over to Stafford. Haven't been there in almost two years. So excited, of course, to see everyone back up that direction, get to one of those races. And I guess see you too, Kyle. Two of the greatest short tracks in the country, uh, Lebanon Valley Speedway, West Lebanon, New York. Love that dirt track out there with the uh, the big block dirt modifieds. Then you'll see the the asphalt modifieds on Friday night. So it's going to be the perfect weekend, and, and I'll be there with you. So what more could you ask for? Yeah, if you're looking for something to watch this upcoming weekend, though, unfortunately, a lot of NASCAR's regional touring and international touring, for that matter, are actually off, taking a break this weekend as National Series goes to Indianapolis for the Roval. But our friends in the Pinty Series kicked their season off just a couple of weeks ago with a doubleheader at Sunset. This weekend, they're at Three Rivers, of course, the road course. You can catch that on Sunday, August 15th at 2.18 Eastern time is when that green flag 
will drop. Of course, it has a tape delay on TSN for any of our Canadian listeners, uh, but can be watched on track pass as well. So uh, best of luck to Ryan Freeze. We thank him for taking some time. He's racing again tonight at the Thompson Speedway. Uh, Kyle will be there as well. So I'm sure there'll be lots of updates. Kyle might even go get a selfie from our friend Ryan Priest. Uh, but again, we wanted to thank him for taking some time. Thanks to all of our listeners. Get out, support your local short track, your local drivers this up and coming weekend. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producer Alexa Henry. And we will see you guys next week on NASCAR Coast Coast.